Hello, I'm Carrie, and this is the Blanky Blog. I'm so glad we found each other. Recently, a friend said, Carrie, I had no idea you were a songwriter. Well, I'm not. I'm not a songwriter. But is that even true? Was it ever true? I felt unworthy to claim it. Woe is the sentence, the declaration that begins, I'm not a... Talk about limiting yourself. It is so unlikely that I am singing lullabies to you at all. I talked about music scars in episode 22. When I first considered ending my podcast with a lullaby, I fully expected to sing Brahms' lullaby every single time. Good old Brahms. It's a lovely, manageable tune with nice, gentle lyrics that don't relate a frightening tale of a cradle crashing down from the treetops. And Brahms is familiar, and not copyrighted. Lullaby and good night would do nicely. Then I watched an old movie that features a simple yet wonderful lullaby for grown-ups. Even better! I tested it out by singing it to some friends at a business networking meeting. The response was mixed, from understandably shocked to charmed. Surely that old song was out of copyright by now. No such luck. And the more I researched copyright law, the more I was determined to never give anyone a case for suing me by using a song I didn't have rights to. I looked into copyright-free music, but didn't fall in love with anything there. So it was back to Brahms. Then a weird thing happened. I made up a lullaby for my granddaughter. It was plain and simple, yet it had a soothing effect on her. But I don't write music, I protested to myself. In fact, I've always coveted my brother's ability to write songs. Beautiful, moving, real, grown-up, professional music. They have earned it. Jamie plays piano most days and gets lost in the melodies and harmonies. Sean and Shane have music degrees. Sean's creations are inspiring, moving, brilliant, and often fun. Shane wrote a song that should be the theme for the city of Chicago, in my humble opinion. I've defined myself as a music appreciator, a dabbler. I can entertain myself on the piano. I can even sing along if I practice enough. But I'm not in that league anyone's musical league. In the Music Scar episode, I talked about an event from sixth grade, but I gave myself another scar after my daughter Rebecca died. I decided... I decided not to sing for enjoyment. I sang in the church choir because that was a duty, but no more music, radio, tapes, or CDs. I know, right? As if I wasn't punishing myself enough at that time. After a couple of years, we bought a keyboard for piano lessons for our little girls. I played some simple songs like Brahms' Lullaby for them. Then I started singing other songs as lullabies. In fact, years later, they were surprised to hear one of their favorite lullabies was a popular country song their big sister had enjoyed. They claim they like my version better, the little sweetie pies. 
I still didn't believe I deserved to sing along with the radio. It was Brian Adams who brought me back. I didn't actually meet him, but his latest CD was for sale at my favorite bookstore. Brian's famous now, again, for co-writing the musical Pretty Woman, but I remembered his ballads and anthems and how his songs had transported me. I was lured back into the joy of music, the healing joy of music. Back to the Blanky blog. I used my granddaughter's song for episode one, simple lyrics attached to a very simple old tune for episode two, and Amazing Grace for episode three. By far the hardest song to sing, by the way. It is the favorite hymn of so many people, including me. I sang with my piano and sounded awful to my own ears. Then I got the idiotic idea to listen to recordings. People like Carrie Underwood and Josh Groban singing Amazing Grace. People with enormous, rich voices. My own recordings sounded smaller and weaker and inadequate. As panic was setting in, I heard a still small voice say to ask the listeners to help me by singing along. I sure hope you did. I hope you heard the glory of your own voice lifted in that great song. Weirdly, I didn't sing Brahms' lullaby until episode 10. It just didn't seem to fit any sooner. What would I use? Episode 4 was called Angels Among Us. I had written a poem that might work set to music, but to what music? I began to pace. I was ranting to my husband like a nut. What am I going to do? I want to publish this episode tomorrow. False Dilemma was that deadline, but I didn't know that at the time. I have some words. I don't write music. Well, that's a lie now, isn't it? I don't write music. I've made up a few little lullabies, but that doesn't make me a musician. I could hear my friend Rich, as he often said to me, Argue for your limitations, Carrie, and they will be yours. The words weren't original, but they were true. I sure am spending a lot of time describing what I'm not and what I can't do. This is not getting the episode published. This is a waste of time. Turn it around. Think about how can I. So I settled down to my desk, and I'll come back to finish this story in a moment. Remembering this struggle, my thoughtful husband was happy to find a 33-minute video called How to Write a Song. He happened to cue it up today, coincidentally a half hour after I thought I had finished writing this episode. What a great help this could be for Carrie, he must have been thinking. I resisted, then finally agreed to watch for five minutes in case it provided the magic secret formula to make my process and my life easier. The speaker had a lovely voice. Her props were simple and clear. She said four measures make up a phrase and eight measures make up a period. I'd seen this in a college music theory class. When she got to tonic and diatonic, I feared I would become catatonic if he didn't stop the video. He was mesmerized and confused by my reaction. How could this not be helpful? I was horrified, 
but I think I might now understand how some people feel about algebra. I'm out of here. I do not need to deconstruct this process. So where did the tune come from for episode four, Do You Believe in Angels? I sat down at my desk and announced a little huffily, I confess, Okay, God, you got me into this. I'll sit here and wait quietly. Twenty minutes later, the lullaby was written and recorded. The little tune just came to me. It fit right together with the poem I had written. The process was exceptionally enjoyable, but I can't tell you much more about it. It just unfolded. It wasn't genius or groundbreaking. It was just enough. Did I learn my lesson? To relax into the process? To trust God? Not consistently. It's still challenging more often than easy. I rest control back. I think it's my responsibility. I try too hard. And it is usually the hardest part of the whole episode. I really like the lullabies, by the way. I was amazed to learn that one of my subscribers has never stuck around for the lullaby at the end. To me, that's often the best part. Or, as I said, at least the hardest part. I was so disappointed for her. As she said, her attention span is just not that long. I wonder how long she thinks the songs are. Or maybe she cuts out when I briefly ask for likes or shares. It doesn't matter. It's her experience. She gets out of it what she needs, and she comes back. She likes the little lessons. I don't intentionally write a story around a lesson. Well, maybe that's not true. I mean, every story has to have a point, right? Or what's the point? Perhaps the podcast is evolving. Isn't that what art does? But is the blanky blog worthy of the descriptor of art? Hmm. We don't have to, or even should not, define our art by other people's art. Theirs may have more gravitas or is more fun. So my art matters less? Poppycock! Your art, your creations have value because they're yours. No one else can produce them. If it matters to you, it matters. And if it's authentic, personal, birthed from love, it just might matter to someone else too. It doesn't matter that I am not Johannes Brahms. I do, with God's help. In fact, write lullabies. Consider yourself tucked in. How does any creativity get done? I'm struggling, I think I'm the only one. Looking at an empty page, I might not be the sage to write a lullaby, at least this one. The paper is mocking me blankly staring back. I think I'm in the groove, but I haven't come up with Jack. Maybe if I pace, the music will appear, a sweet melody that's soothing to the ear. This happens all the time. I won't give up these rhymes. The process isn't helped by all my fear. 
I want to sing to you, help you to settle down. It may not be Mozart, but I think it's a sweet way to end a blog. Maybe if I pray the music will appear, a tender tune that's worth your while to hear. Here is my lullaby, now I shall say goodbye. Consider yourself tucked in, my dear.